thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. And I tell you what, you won't be disappointed because the Word never disappoints. And we invite you, release your faith today. Exercise your faith because when we mix our faith with the Word, it converts it into power. It converts it into manifestations. And, and uh, we want to receive all the Word offers us. Amen. I have a precious uh, studio audience here with me today. And so we are all hungry for what God has for us today. In looking today what direction God would have me to go, He's been having me teach a certain direction on uh, something that belongs to us in Christ. So much belongs to us in Christ. Yes. But we want to touch on some very foundational things. Before we do, though, I want to read something that E.W. Kenyon wrote, and it is so rich. Just listen to this. E.W. Kenyon, in one of his books, he wrote, To most of us, what we were before we found Christ so dominates our minds so rules us that we forget what we are now in Him. We belittle our redemption and we magnify our failures. Our weaknesses are we're ever mindful of. We have forgotten that He is ever with us and in us. If we would persistently fix our thoughts upon what we are in Christ... And what Christ is doing for us at the right hand of the Father right now, it would lift us out of weakness and failure yes. into yes. His strength. So set your mind on things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Amen. How many times we can say we've done that? We have looked at the wrong thing too long, thought on the wrong thing, nursed wrong thinking, letting the wrong thing dominate us. If we do that, we have to forget, as he said, who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I want us to, today we're going to start talking about this wonderful flow of righteousness. We've referred to it in past episodes, but we're just going to keep going at it because when we know who we are in Christ Mm -hmm. and we are firmly, we're firm footed on that. We uh, are renewing our minds to it. What happens is that things that used to sway us no longer entice us anymore. And it's part of the renewing of the mind. We know this. We conduct business with God. We conduct business with heaven on the basis of faith. So because of that, we know that the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to weaken our faith, injure our faith, cause us to cast aside our confidence um, because he knows if our faith is not intact, if our faith is not strong, 
if our faith is not fortified, that it injures and affects all that we can receive from heaven. So we have to know this faith is, is I love this statement that Brother Copeland says, faith is our connector to God. It's how we conduct business with heaven. It's the currency of heaven. We have faith and we're to spend it. Amen. Not only that, faith is dealing with the unseen. So it lifts us out of this arena. Mm -hmm. It lifts us out of what we see into what God has provided. Because what God has provided is not always visible to the natural. But if we will understand what he's made ours by faith, we can draw from that spirit realm into every single arena of our life and experience God's blessing. One of the greatest hindrances to our faith is not understanding that we are already made the righteousness of God. Amen. What that means to our lives to know that we are in right standing with God. We could never earn righteousness. It is a free gift that Jesus made ours. Amen. I I want to read something before we go further into that. Um, Jesus made this statement. He said, the kingdom of God is in you. Now think of that. The kingdom of God is in you. Then Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, Paul tells us what is comprised in this kingdom. Mm -hmm. He says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when Jesus said the kingdom of God's in you, Paul writes and says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So that's what's in us. Righteousness, peace, and joy. We have been made the righteousness of God. That is the flow that is to dominate our lives. Righteousness, peace, and joy. That's when we know that the kingdom of God is having its sway in our life, when we're yielding to the flow of righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, I like when Paul says in Romans 14, in Romans 14, 17, he said, the kingdom of God is righteous, righteousness, peace, and joy. Look at this, in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Amen. Yes. We could say it this way. Uh, this is the flow of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. This is what the Holy Ghost is leading us into. Mm-hmm. So that every day he's going to take us further into this life of righteousness, into peace and joy, that our peace grows, yes. our joy begins to dominate us. The righteousness that we've been made becomes the forefront of our life and not the back burner of our life. That we're mindful that when things and obstacles show up, we're mindful, wait a minute, I'm right with God. What does that mean? That means I have an approach to God. That means that I can come into his presence without, without guilt, without shame, without fear, without uh, doubt. Why? Because I'm right with him. Listen, we belong at the throne. We've been raised and seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's the place we belong. No need goes unmet at the throne. If we will take our needs and take them to the throne, Because we have total access. Why? Because Jesus gave us access by becoming our righteousness. Now, uh, God doesn't move in a different flow. The Holy Ghost is not leading us into a flow apart from righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost is not participating in the flow of worry. 
He has nothing to do with that flow. He has nothing to do with the flow of doubt. He has nothing to do with the flow of fear. The kingdom of God, the flow of God that is in us. So notice this. Uh, there is an actual location where heaven is, yes. right? Yes. Where God's throne sits. Mm-hmm. Um, but although our bodies aren't there yet, we're to live out of the flow of that place. The flow of heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy. And the Holy Ghost is here to lead us into that flow. Can I tell you this? The Holy Ghost knows the flow of heaven. (laughs) And he has come, right, resides now in in the church, in the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. in every believer. And he will, and he has brought into us that the flow of heaven and he will lead us into that flow every day so that when a circumstance rises up, he, he is always prompting us Turn toward the flow that's in you, not toward the flow that's out here in the world against you. So this is what we have to learn to do by faith is draw on the flow that's on the inside of us, that righteousness, that peace, that's joy, and not let the flow around us dominate us. But we dominate through the flow that's in us and the Holy Ghost is our helper. He will lead us in that flow. He will manifest in that flow and God will show up in that flow. Amen. So there's a flow that belongs to you no matter what circumstance comes against you. Circumstances that come against your life will not always, (laughs) so few of them offer us peace. So few circumstances that show up against our life offer us joy. That's okay because we're not deriving our peace and joy from those circumstances. We're deriving our peace and joy from the kingdom of God that's in us. So we've got to be inside minded. What's in us? Who's in us? And what flow is in us because of who is in us. And we've got to learn to turn toward those flows. And I've said it, I I say it this way. When a circumstance, a difficulty arises that doesn't offer you peace, doesn't offer you joy, no problem. You've got your own. We brought our own joy, our own peace to circumstances that do not carry and conduct the peace of God. They don't conduct the joy of God, but we are the conductors of it because of the flow that is in us. So we've got to learn to draw on those flows that are on the inside of us. Amen. So, um, first of all, we see a divine order that Paul lists in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Again, it says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I believe there's a divine order, righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, if we look at it this way, look at the back end of that. The joy is the last thing listed. There is no joy without peace. Right. That's right. And there is no peace unless we're in right standing with God. That's yeah. right. yeah. So righteousness puts us in a flow where peace and joy are now the way we, the, the way we function, Amen. the way we're to flow. Yes. Amen. Um, so we can't have, many people are trying to stir up joy right. when they have forgotten their righteousness. Many are trying to have peace when they've laid down the understanding of who they are in Christ. 
So I want us to spend a little bit of time addressing this wonderful thing of righteousness because so many people do not know what that means. And um, we won't walk in peace and joy unless we take our place in righteousness. We have been made the righteousness of God, but we have to draw on that. Amen. And uh, as I said earlier, it's not a righteousness we earned. It's not a righteousness we did enough good things to receive. It's a gift from Jesus. I want to read to you uh, Romans 5, verse 17. And this is the Amplified Classic Translation. So if you have your Bible, you have a device there, maybe you can pull up the Amplified Classic Translation of Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It says, For if because of one man's trespass. Who is that? He's talking about Adam, right? Because of Adam's trespass, his lapse, his offense, death reigned through that one or through Adam. Mm -hmm. Much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, look at this, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself. We are to reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So notice what's connected with righteousness, the anointing. anointing. (laughs) So know these, look at these words, the free gift Mm -hmm. of righteousness. So he made it ours. Jesus, um, let let me just say it this way. We're not righteous because we've done everything right. That's That's right. And the devil wants to point to you of where you've missed it, yes. your faults and your failures, so that you don't stand up in your righteousness. Mm-hmm. So that you don't, uh, you're not bold to take your place in righteousness. Right. We're not righteous because we've done everything right. We're righteous because Jesus did everything right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a Savior. Yes, <laughs> and He took of His righteousness and made it our free gift. Yes. It's not something earned. I'm right with God because Jesus made me right. Not because I prayed long enough. Not because I read my Bible long enough. And those are right things. We should do those. But we don't do it to earn right standing with God. We are in right standing with God. The day you got born again, you were made righteous and you'll never be more righteous to tomorrow than you are today. You, your righteousness does not grow. You are right or you're not. <laughs> and if you're in Christ, the righteousness of Christ has been made yours. Amen. So we have to renew our minds when the devil points back to where we've missed it, where we have failed. We, we, we are authorized to say, I'm not right. Because I'm not righteous because I've done everything right. I'm righteous because Jesus made me righteous. Amen. Now, one of the greatest things you can do as an act of faith is when you miss God, is once you repent, once you confess it, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, yes. He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us yes. from all unrighteousness. Yes. So once we, if we miss it, if we sin, If we fail in some way and we repent before God, one of the greatest acts you can do is the moment you repent, you stand back up and say, now I'm righteous again. I'm cleansed from what isn't righteous. 
Remember what it says, I'm cleansed from all unrighteousness. Amen. And so the moment you confess, you're, right, you're, you're back in right standing with God. Amen. Amen. So you don't have to wander for days, right. weeks, and months after you've missed God. You can stand back up in your righteousness and say, I'm still righteous because of what Jesus did for me. Amen. Amen. We have to do that. I said we have to do that. We have to renew our minds. I am right with God. I'm not trying to earn it. And once I, like I said, once we sin, the moment we sin, confess it. Don't try to act like I wasn't there. I didn't do that. That's such and such's fault. No, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I want to, I want to be able to be bold in my righteousness. And if I don't confess something, then, then my own heart will condemn me. And then I won't be bold. Now I want to read something to you in Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54 in verse 13. Um, listen to this wonderful thing that is ours. Isaiah 54, verse 13, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. Now, see, I'm teaching you mm-hmm. some things today. Yes. Those, those programmers on Victory Channel, they're teaching you. Yeah. And all, why? Because God wants all his people taught. That's right. Taught yes. what? Taught of the Lord, not taught of the, wor- of the world, yes. Yes. not taught of, of, of shame, not taught of guilt, right. but taught of the Lord. Yes. Notice this, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. Look what happens when you're taught, and great shall be the peace. peace. See, when you're taught, you're not, you're not a victim of the enemy. Uh, Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6 says this, says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. When they aren't taught and they're in ignorance, the devil takes advantage of their ignorance. But here in Isaiah, when you're taught of the Lord, what happens? Great shall be your peace. When you understand that you have been made the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. when you've been taught who you are in Christ, right. what belongs to you in Christ, then notice great shall be the peace. Amen. So your peace can be great or your peace can be less than great. That's right. Right. So those who are taught take their place in peace. Yes. Now, verse 14, in righteousness shalt thou be established. Now, how many of you know Jesus established us in righteousness, but we have to establish that in our thinking, in the way we speak, in the way we operate, the way we think toward ourselves, the way we think toward who we are in Christ. Notice, in righteousness shalt thou be established. If you don't have a firm hold, you're not established. Yeah, I, I, if I pick up this book and I have it, loo- if I have it loosely held, I could easily drop it. But if I have a, a firm hold on this, yes. I, it's established. I have an established hold on this. Yes. Somebody can come and try to take it, and they can't take it. Right. So you want to have a firm grip, mm-hmm. a firm understanding. Yes. Stand bold in who you are in Christ. Yes. That you are right with God. That matters because verse 14 says, In righteousness shalt thou be established. Now notice those who have taken the time to establish that they are the righteousness of God. Not just established it in your thinking, established it in your heart. Yes. That it, it takes root in your spirit. You drive that truth into your heart. When it's established in your heart and in your thought life and in your speech, the words and in the way you conduct yourself. 
in righteousness shalt thou be established. Now, this is what happens for those who have taken the time to establish that they are the righteousness of God, of God in Christ. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Yes, that's right. Amen. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Mm-hmm. Look at this. For thou shalt not fear. And you'll be far from terror, for it shall not come near thee. See, many times people are dealing with fear. They're dealing with depression. They're dealing with oppression. And they're trying to run those things out. If you would just establish that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, establish yourself. Fear, you can't have, you cannot dominate me. I belong to Christ. I'm right with God. I'm right with the throne of heaven. And that which belongs to me is in me. And I will not yield to what is wrong. I will not yield to those things that are against my righteousness. You have to go back to who you are in Christ. Now, if you're, if you're struggling with fear, struggling with depression things, go back and establish yourself who you are in Christ. You say, how do you know that, Pastor Nancy? Because in times when fear would try to come and seasons of opposition, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, you need to fortify who you are in Christ. That's right. Because if you're not established in that, see, you can be established in that and then we can step back back from that and lose your footing on uh, that that knowledge. Yes. Uh You can be firm in that one day and then not as firm the next day. You've got to not only be established, but stay established. Amen. Many times people think I've just got to get rid of fear. Well, if you'll find out who you are in Christ, that Jesus made you victor, that Satan is your subject and you are his master and you don't put up with stuff. Amen. That's called walking in your righteousness. When fear comes, you say, no, you don't. You can't attach yourself to me because I'm right with God. Amen. 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 Then it goes on in Isaiah 54, verse 15. Behold, they shall surely gather together. What shall surely gather together? Oppression, fear, terror. These things will gather. They'll try to join forces and come against you. Verse 15, behold, they shall surely gather together. Look at this, but not by me. God's not, God's not sending it. God's not trying to teach you through these things. This is not God's way of teaching you. He says, behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Why? Because you're righteous. You're established in righteousness. People have asked me, I was asked by an interviewer sometime back, they said, Nancy, what was your darkest hour? And I said, there's not been an hour that is darkest in my life. I said, there was a season before I realized who I was in Christ, before my mind was renewed, before I knew what belonged to me in Christ, that I mean the devil was pushing my life around in that season. Mm -hmm. But I said, as I've grown and renewed my mind, those strategies that he worked against me, they began to fall. Mm -hmm. Things that used to work against me don't work anymore. Why? Because I found out who I am in Christ. I found out what belongs to me. I found out 
that I'm right with God. He's not mad at me. I tell you what, that's a huge thing for people to understand. God is not mad at you. (laughs) Whether you're saved or unsaved, God's not mad. He's good to all. It says he reigns on the just and the unjust. Why? Because he is good. And in his goodness to his children, he has made us right with him. And we need to lay down guilt, shame, condemnation, fear, things of the past, things of circumstances that you may be facing that try to weaken your approach to God. When you understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, you are bold in the presence of God. When you miss it, you go full full force toward him. And you say, Father, I missed it. It's like that prodigal son returned home. He came to himself. And what did he do? He ran toward his father instead of thinking, oh, God's mad at me. He's disappointed. He's hurt. He's, you know, I've I've just not been what I should be. Listen, to think those thoughts, we have to lay down our righteousness. We need to pick up our thoughts of righteousness and say, Father, it's not, by, it's not anything I've earned. It's your free gift. Yes. And because I am righteous, I'm empowered to live that way. Amen. I'm empowered to live right. I'm empowered to live in a way that pleases you. So notice this. So much of the time, people, as I said, they're trying to deal with fear, trying to get past fear. If you'll just establish who you are in Christ... Dad Hagen used to say this to us. He would say, go to all the scriptures that say in him, Mm -hmm. in Christ, Mm -hmm. in whom. These kinds of phrases in the epistles. Mm -hmm. Where are the epistles? Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospels. Uh They record Jesus's earthly life and ministry. But the books after that are the epistles. Mm -hmm. And if you will live in those, Find out what the Word says about you. Find yourself in those verses. Yes. Now, what we did, we, um, we put all those on a document. Mm-hmm. We pulled, I think there's a, like 120-something or so, of the, maybe 140-something. I don't remember the count. But there's well over 100 verses in the New Testament that tell us who we are in Christ, what belongs to us in Christ. You can go to our website at deframeministries.org and download that for free. Just download it Mm -hmm. to your device and you can download it. You can print it out. If you will feed on those things, it will build in you who you are in Christ. And once you realize who you are in Christ and you establish that in your thought life and in your heart, Fear will lose its grip. Oppression will lose its grip. Depression will lose its grip on you. Reinforce, fortify yourself who you are in Christ. Not who you are in the natural. The devil's always pointing to who you are in the natural, but the word points you to who you are in Christ. If you will hold to that in your thought life and in your speech. Amen. Well, these are some of the things we're teaching in my book called Peace living free from worry. I have a chapter in here that deals with the kingdom of God that's on the inside of you. We want you to get hold of it. Go to our website at deframeministries.org. Let us know you want it and we'll get it right out to you. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit deframeministries.org. It is possible to live untroubled and undisturbed even in the presence of the enemy. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door 
to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.